Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we are talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum. I did an episode probably over a year ago or a year ago where I was talking about how I had uh, become bullish on Ethereum. And uh, then shortly thereafter, I came back and was like, all right, I, I sold my Ethereum. Uh, and, and what had happened was, and I'm gonna explain the full picture, but I have began to understand what you know Ethereum's network effect and and how developers who are building in the crypto space, the majority of them um, like Ethereum and love to build on Ethereum. And in, in technology, you want you you want to uh, it's it's just like real life. So you have you have like the builders of a city. Um, and then the people who built the, you know, where you get the most talent to build a city, uh, then you attract more people, right? Uh, this same thing happened on the uh, on the iOS platform, which is Apple's platform. The reason why Apple is worth so much is they built the operating system that developers love. And then once you got a bunch of developers building apps on your platform, you got a a lot of economies being built that's attracting more people because the developers are building products that the people like and love. Uh, so that is similar to old world and the smartphone world. And so uh, Ethereum is the most networked uh, uh, protocol in the crypto space, meaning most, and I'm gonna get into this more, most NFTs are uh, powered uh, on Ethereum and same with decentralized finance, which is the two uh, applications that are uh, that are widely used and I'm the most bullish on in the future. But the reason why I paused last year was they were going through that uh, that change. They were changing the, the rules. And let me say a, a protocol is like a, uh, a set of rules that uh, that people agree on to use a, a, a platform and smart contracts are kind of like the legal system, but it's automated that enforces the rules. So you can encode uh, the rules of a system into a smart contract. And, um, and so that that's like an entire, you know, financial or economic system being built and run by artificial intelligence. And the reason why that's attracted to attractive to a lot of people is, is you, you even have what just happened in the last, you know, a few months where you had the uh, crypto exchanges that went under because of, of human error, human judgment. Uh, and then you had on the, at the same time, decentralized finance or DeFi that basically made it through unscathed. They ran relatively uh, smoothly and they, they did what the traders expected it to do uh, on the platform. And again, DeFi, the number one protocol used for DeFi uh, is Ethereum. And so that 
that piqued my interest. Um, Ethereum made it through their, they had a rule change, they were gonna change the protocol, uh, Ethereum 2, they made the change and the change uh, happened relatively smoothly. Um, and so once that happened- I didn't get that. Could you try again? Once I saw that happen and, uh, and I was comfortable uh, with it, and then, and then I saw how smoothly the DeFi exchange ran relative to uh, uh, the central, the centralized exchanges. I uh, I was like, huh, okay, let me look back at this again. And so, um, so that's when I began to go back down the, the pathway to look at Ethereum. Um, and so, um, so that so here we are today, right? Bought some more. Uh, Ethereum yesterday, and so let me let me let me let me iterate the difference between uh, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and why I can be bullish on both of them because they're not they're not playing the same game. They're playing two totally different games. I look at Ethereum more like Apple stock uh, because Ethereum's asset is their operating system. Uh, you know, I'm calling it a protocol. It's a, call it a protocol, but I'm gonna call it operating system so it can make more sense to most people. But the operating system, uh, and and I like that because the developers have have voted uh, with their time and resources, and they've said, okay, if we're building a non fungible token or a decentralized uh, finance platform, the majority of us like to use Ethereum. And I'm not, you know, I don't overestimate my intellect. I, I allow smarter people than I am lead me to what to look at. So once, you know, once that was there and then, and then from my perspective, it was de-risked um, uh, because they finished the, the protocol change. All right, then I was going, okay, cool. So NFTs are the future of financializing every, everything, which is like concert tickets, the whole fiasco with uh, Taylor Swift and what's going on right now with Beyonce tickets where it's hard to get them. Like that problem is gonna be solved in the future and there's infinite ways to solve it, but one way that I know we'll solve it is think of like Amazon Prime, like we pay whatever, I don't even know what I pay for Amazon Prime anymore because it's been going up, but we pay for Amazon Prime annual membership to get special, uh, you know, we, we get content, but we also get special access in the crowded uh, Amazon marketplace um, for Prime customers. So same thing's gonna happen with people and their favorite artists. Beyonce is gonna say, Hey, you know, we're going to issue, right, whatever, 100,000 uh, Beehive tokens, and, uh, and they're going to sell for whatever they sell. And for that amount of money, you know, she will get money to pay for probably years of tours. Uh, uh, and the, the owners of those tokens will now get first dibs on tours, right? Whether they want to buy the tickets and sell them themselves. Uh, or buy the tickets and, and go because you can and you can even make the tickets on the blockchain where if the tickets are uh, bought and sold um, through her platform, um, you know, on, on, on her, uh, you know, on a digital exchange, the NFT can tag it and she can get royalties from when they're bought and sold. So then that way she doesn't really care if, you know, a few people buy all, all the tickets and then resell them for a profit because she's making part of the profit because you're not going to stop what the market wants to do. The market wants to do that 
at the very least, um, she can make money and she can give the fans that that one access first the opportunity to do it by paying up for it. And so that's an application where NFTs are going to solve that. And they're going to solve that in lots of different access for society. It's going to be the NFTs are going to allow individual businesses to buy past banks and raise money uh, through NFTs for their business, through their customers, uh, not having any bank. They can, and, then, and that's better, right, because customers can word of mouth spread the business. And uh, and as the value of the uh, uh, as the company becomes more uh, sought after, and other people want to own the NFT to be to get the special benefits of it being an NFT owner, uh, uh, they participate in that because if people become more known about the business they bought an NFT for, the value of the NFT goes up, and then they could you know sell it or keep it, but it, it increases their balance sheet. So NFTs are the path to financialize everything. Um, because everything's in a process of being financialized now that we have this technology. Uh, decentralized finance, the application for that is obvious because everything centralized has points of corruption. And you, we literally just saw this play out over the last few months where the centralized crypto exchanges um, got into trouble and the definance, the, def, the DeFi exchanges, you know, didn't on relative terms, right? Um, because with, Because with code, code can't uh you know code can't like take your money somewhere uh, at discretion and put it somewhere like the code is the code the code operates like a think of it like a calculator one plus one equals two in a calculator um you know developers who are working on it who are bringing products to us who don't understand it um are looking at the code validating the code making sure the code is is proper because they're building their uh, products on top of the code um, and so like their financial interest is tied to that as well. And so it's a, it's a great incentive based system, uh, to keep, uh, to keep everybody, uh, fair, um, and operating based on the rules versus a centralized system where human discretion can come into existence. I, I, I think about it like everything is relative and there's no perfect system that can be built as long as we have uh, human discretion because human discretion is what it allows us to evolve, but it also allows us to uh, devolve in some areas. But I think of it like uh, an economy runs better under a democracy than a dictator because the dictator is more centralized, right? So the more free uh, the system uh, with with transparency and rules that are agreed upon, uh, the, the 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 more uh, the more opportunity you unlock the more uh, access to the brains of all you get and the cream can rise to the top uh, when you do that. So that so the, the DeFi helps that with decentralized finance. NFTs help that with with with, central, with, with creating assets for everything and the and the and the token that's used uh, the most to build those platforms are Ethereum. Some people might say, why do you know why do they have to build um, a token with Ethereum, like you know, why does Ethereum um, uh, need to exist? Why can't they just build without? Well, going back to the uh, analogy of the Apple iOS system, well, Apple spent a bunch of money from profits and their investors to build an operating system that can make it easier for somebody like an Uber uh, to build a mobile app on top of. If 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 the infrastructure was not there for Uber, they would have to have built the protocol first. And then built their products, right? Or thinking of a city, when cities get started, there are, uh, you know, 
people that come in to uh, develop areas uh, that make it easy for other businesses to just plug in and, and make money. And those developers uh, make money off rental income, uh, property value appreciation, um, and, and, and sometimes governments uh, give incentives uh, to, and put in money to develop an area because they know they're going to make money in taxes. And so in a digital space, uh, Ethereum is the uh, the infrastructure and the investors that put up money into Ethereum are uh, are betting on two things. They, they are basically saying, hey, the infrastructure is going to become more and more important. People are going to have to buy more ETH to secure, uh, to, to, to build uh, uh, and secure their apps. Um, because that's what happens when, whenever you want to build an NFT or default protocol, protocol, you have to buy ETH to, to, to build and use the protocol. Um, and I won't get in, I won't nerd out on, on that process because that might be a whole episode, but they have to buy ETH to build the protocol. And then what also happens is as, as you, as, as ETH is, is used, there are gas fees that have to be paid, um, you know, for the usage. So think, so think of that as, um, like paying a toll, right? Or it might be similar to Apple's iOS 30% chunk of whatever people sell on their platform. Um, so Ethereum, you get the opportunity for appreciation. You get the opportunity for uh, gas fees over time. Uh, and, and, and then um, uh, there's also like staking where you can lock up money in ETH and earn interest. Um, and so on top of ETH, it's going to, it's attractive to those. Plus if I were a head of a bank, I would really be interested in staking some money in ETH because people are going to want to, um, uh, borrow ETH to, 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 to do different things in the future, uh, whether it might be to, uh, speculate, whether it might be to, uh, build other stuff, but same thing that we are doing in the economy, um, in the regular economy. We're going to do in the uh, digital economy, right? And then narrowly even more inside of the crypto economy. And ETH is like ETH is like the 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 dollar or the currency of the crypto economy, with the base or the 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 solid secure treasury bill asset as Bitcoin. So in dollar based system, you got dollars. And then you have treasury bills, which treasury bills used to be gold. They replaced gold and that's the whole deal. But Bitcoin fits that whole same thing. The, the treasury bill, the gold, the, the, the security of the system, while ETH is the preferred uh, currency of transaction uh, in, in, the, in the ecosystem. And just like in the world, you have, um, and, and even though ETH kind of blends it where it's iOS and kind of the currency, it, it, this is kind of a merging of the two, but just like in the real world, you have also other economies that you can buy stock in, other economies that you can buy bonds in and buy currencies. You're gonna have all kinds of other uh, smaller economies that you can invest in like Solana, Cardano, all those things, and they'll do what they do. But what I've learned from investing is the network effect is hard to beat. So once people are locked into a network, whether it be uh, Facebook, whether it be using the Apple iOS system, whether it be Instagram, um, typically like they don't leave the network. I mean, there's still people that own uh, cable TV uh, just because they've owned cable TV. Like humans, we we don't change. If it ain't broke, don't fix it is a saying that we like to say. 
And so uh, by and large, ETH has the largest utility token network. And, and now that they've kind of cleared some hurdles from, uh, and a couple of things, like we're still in the early stages of, crypt, of, of, of crypto. People think, people think uh, it's, it's over. You missed it. I'm like the market cap for for Ethereum is only 200 billion, and for and for Bitcoin, let me actually check the latest market cap uh, for Bitcoin. Uh, leave it leave it to this to not work out right now. Latest market cap for Bitcoin is like 480 billion. Um, so they they're like still relatively small when you and so when you think about like the entire economies being built on top of uh those platforms you realize that the 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 huge upside that's coming um and so um i'm bullish on both they both do different things um uh and 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 i am flexible in mind enough uh and a student of history to understand that uh, as my understanding evolves, I evolve my opinion. And, and, and Ethereum for me has answered all the questions needed to be answered. Uh, you know, I know there's some, uh, there are some people out there that are Bitcoin maximalists um, that only think Bitcoin is the only solution. But I think that Ethereum can do some things that uh, Bitcoin can't do. And Bitcoin does things that Ethereum uh, can't do. And they, and they coexist, just like we have a system where we, you know, as far as I can look back, we had uh, we had gold treasury bills, which are the, kind of the same component of a financial system. And then we had currency as a medium of exchange, meaning like dollars, right? Dollars trade, but T-bills and gold are the back of the system. Same thing with this system, like the same, the principles don't change, the application of principles uh, do. And so from my studies in the past, I've seen financial systems evolve from just the hard currency to more uh, flexible currency. And so this is the same thing, Bitcoin being the hard currency to Ethereum being the more flexible currency, plus being operating system um, of, of, you know, uh, built into the currency for uh, developers to build on. And so I'll keep it at that uh, for now. I won't go any more technical. I want to do a good job of delineating the two updating my thoughts uh, on Ethereum. I'm not recommending Ethereum that you buy it at all. I'm just sharing my updated evolving thoughts. I did want to uh, touch on one more thing uh, before I go. Um, and that is uh, uh, we're now streaming on YouTube. You're watching this on YouTube. Uh, share it with a couple of friends. If you're not on YouTube, um, you know, go to YouTube, subscribe to the Wealth Building Made Simple channel, share with friends. And if you are only watching this from YouTube, which is a few people, and you're not aware that we have it on every major podcast platform, check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and all the, pretty much wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Until tomorrow, enjoy your day.
Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip.